Cary Graham Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hey guys, Sarah here. Before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know that because of the pandemic that we're all currently living in, all of the episodes going forward um, were recorded with Zoom, so the quality of the sound is going to be different than what you normally expect. Also, we recorded these episodes ahead of time, so what you're hearing from us doesn't reflect what's currently going on in the world. Who knows what's going on in the world by the time you hear these. Hopefully, we're doing better and getting a grip on this crisis. Anyway, hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Whining with Nurses. Um, We're changing it up a little bit tonight, um, and we've got an awesome special guest who really makes this entire podcast possible. So I want to give you the awesome introduction of Takeshi, our sound engineer and the best hype man I think we could ask for. He's always trying to get us to record more. Um, He's been going through a little bit of a hellish situation, it sounds like, and we're going to talk about his experiences in the medical field of late tonight. Yeah. I mean, I guess I should put the title as, uh, was it Patient Horror Stories? (laughs) <laughs> oh, nice. We love those. Usually it's all directed at like the nurse being shitty, but hopefully I think I think tonight's story has a different villain, right? It's a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. So if you guys don't know who I am, I am the podcast producer and engineer of Storygram, which is what Wine with Nurses is on in my own show too, called One Media, One Media. And I'm here to tell my story because I figured it's kind of unique and weird and fucked up. Yeah. Well, that's that's what the podcast is all about, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So over a year ago, I noticed, well, yeah, way over a year ago, my glasses stopped working. And I always thought it was because there was a scratch in my glasses and that it was just throwing off my vision or something like that. So I stopped wearing my glasses completely, but my eyesight, I could tell it was getting worse. And I was just testing it out, like using different sunglasses to help it out. And that would help a little bit. And plus, at the time, I didn't have eye insurance. So I couldn't go see an optometrist for dirt cheap, unfortunately. And so... But you were wearing prescription glasses, right? Like you don't have good vision? I don't have good vision. You know this. (laughs) I wear Coke bottles (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) And so because of my current situation, I'm in a lower income insurance and I had to wait because I don't want to give out the names or anything like that. But that's a good clue. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But I had to wait like a good five to six months for everything to get approved. And by the time it got approved, I had to get my allergy shots approved. By the way, I'm hardcore allergic to everything. I take these crazy expensive allergy shots. And so I had to go see my new doctor to get that whole entire approval. And so they're like, well, you might as well just do a checkup. And so when I did the vision part, I failed it miserably. Like with the glasses or without the glasses, I could (laughs) not see the largest letters on that little vision test. This is how blind I've been. You've been going through life like this for like a year? Over a year, yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And you drive like this? I don't drive right now. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) man. 
Yes. So this whole process, like it's just waiting for somebody to tell you, okay, you can go get an eye exam now. Yeah. Well, I went in for my checkup just for my allergy shots. And then, you know, my vision test was fucking hideous. So I talked to my <laughs> doctor. <laughs> yeah. Fail. Like the big F, you know, over my forehead. <laughs> So I talked to my doctor. I was like, can I see an optometrist? And she gave me a list. And at the time, those optometrists were too busy. So I called my insurance. They gave me a referral to someone. And so when I made my appointment, I told the person my exact problem. I was like, I can't see things. My prescription's not working. Everything's very blurry. Even in the daytime, I can't see at nighttime, I can't see. Give us like a, if you can think of like an example of like to, to depict exactly how bad your vision is. My vision. Okay. It's it. Okay. You, you see how my room's very kind of, it's dimly lit. This is the only time I could actually see anything in my room. And at this moment, dark mode on my own computer, it's not working as well. Where really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so even just the distance from like where you're sitting, yeah, yeah. a normal distance to a computer screen. Yeah, the dark mode's barely working. I can barely see the mouse cursor on my screen. Oh my gosh! And it's just been getting worse by the day. It's the only way I can explain it. It's the it's the I feel like I'm going insane <laughs> because I feel like I'm just like making shit up and I'm not. <laughs> and every, oh. And you've just been going through this for a year. That's wild. Oh, dude, it's that would, totally that would wild. feel like you're losing your mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're like slow, subtle changes, but it's a sense we rely on the most. Yeah, and I'll admit, I had this really high-powered light in my room. It was like this thing where I could hold five light bulbs, and I thought that's what fucked up my vision. And I learned that it wasn't that at all. But so, <laughs> anyway, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault. Yeah, but my vision's pretty fucked right now. And I went to this optometrist with my mom because I figured, well, you know, he's going to check my eye health. And I heard when they dilate your eyes, you shouldn't be driving. Should be a good patient. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a 30-minute thing. And he checked out my eyes and he said that my eyes are constantly changing shape. I don't know the name of the disease or whatever the condition is and no lens is ever going to correct it he used like three different instruments and but he didn't check my eye health but he recommended me getting like three different types of glasses one for my computer one for driving and then sunglasses (laughs) for something that he just uh, like guessed a yeah. condition he kind of guessed you had. Well, I my I do have stigmatism, so they it does change shape, but he says it constantly changed shape. You're like an X-Men with your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty much just fucked, is what he was saying. <laughs> Sounds like. So you're just gonna be going throughout the day constantly having to change out your glasses depending on the task. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So I You're going to have to get like a purse to carry all those around. It, it, yeah. I have so many glasses. You don't even know, Desi. It's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got my first two pairs and they kind of worked, but not really. I could tell something was up. And then I 
ordered my sunglasses through a cheap place online. Starts with a Z, but I put the same exact <laughs> I put the same exact prescription that he gave me for my distance ones. And it took about a good month for those glasses to come in because I, I don't know why it takes them so long to make fucking glasses, but I don't Yeah. Whatever. Plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. plastic. They could they should be able to get this done quickly. And I noticed that my left side, I could not see out of it at all with the new sunglasses because it was summer first off. So me wearing distance glasses for driving just didn't make sense because it was too shiny outside. And so I called them back, go, Hey, these glasses that you gave me a prescription for are fucked up. You need to help me out here. So they apologize. And I go back in about two weeks later and at least they did give me my new prescriptions for free. So okay. that that's the, the plus. But he still didn't check my eye health for some strange reason. He was like, oh, yeah, your left eye is just weaker than your right eye. I was expecting this. Da, 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 da. You see that thing where he like, dilates it and goes and looks yeah. in the back of your eye? He never checked it. Not once. Well, that's like the point of going in for an eye, an eye exam. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I have no clue. Okay. All right. Okay. Suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. So about a week or two later, I get these new glasses and I try them. I'm like, this is still bullshit. I, this is not working at all. I can't pinpoint what it is. And my dad's like, well, fine. We'll just go to our family optometrist. I'll pay for it for you. Don't worry. We'll see what happens. So Meanwhile, you're like slowly going blind, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I was still able to kind of drive in small. So three weeks later, I go to another optometrist and he does all these different tests. And because he has kind of newer gear, I can't see LCD screens. It, it just looks like this big blur or LED screens because of the, how the light reflects out. Or I don't know. I can't explain it. So he, he could tell I was having complications, especially with my left eye. So he's like, let me check your eye health here. And he just, you know, dilated my eye, did a little thing. He's like, this sounds crazy, but you got some large ass cataracts in there. And I don't even know how the optometrist didn't see this shit. <laughs> the I whole time, that was the issue. That was the issue. And they're obvious. It's obvious I have cataracts. What? <laughs> yeah. So so let me ask, from the time that you went to the for the eye checkup yeah. to the time you came to this actual diagnosis, how how long was that? That was like three weeks. Oh. <laughs> and you're going through all sorts of glasses. Going through all sorts of glasses, changing the lights in my room because this is the only way I could see now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this and stupid, insane shit that I had to go through just to make it so I could work on audio. Yeah. yeah. Or just to drive. Like, that's. Yeah, yeah. After a while, my parents were just like, you know, you can't drive anymore. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> drive you. <laughs> Okay, and so cataracts for those, uh, I just like have heard of them a dozen times. They're like uh, the lens gets cloudy, right? Yeah. Do they know why? Did they explain um, that? Yeah, it's because of all the allergy medicine I'm on, all the steroids and stuff. It brings oh, pressure to the eye. Okay, well, that there it is. Hello, this is Takeshi from the future here. I'm doing an edit. 
I was listening to the show just to make sure everything sounded okay. And I realized that I'd be doing a big, huge disservice to my allergist if I didn't tell this part. I had a visit with my allergist the other day, and I told him about my cataracts and what the optometrist and the ophthalmologist said about how I got the cataracts from allergy steroids and allergy medicine. And he said that that's just a theory. And in over 30 years of his practice, he's never come across anybody that's gotten cataracts from allergy medicine and allergy steroids. So I just want to make that correction because I felt like I'd be wrong if I didn't. Anyway, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Storygram Network. Hello, welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi, and with me I have Santos, and we take two pieces of media, and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it. Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee. And this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. Hey, podcast fans, I'm Jeff Davis. Through the safety of your earbuds, Bluetooth speaker, or car stereo, join me as I venture out on the wine road. Aiden offers up practical and helpful tips to help you live a more joyful life. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed on a whim on a lonely Wednesday. Welcome to Swirl, the wine show for people who know nothing about wine. And I know nothing about wine, but I love it. And I feel like wine's for everybody. I also feel like wine is also intimidating. Storygram Network. The whole point you even got the eye exam in the first place was because you were getting your allergy checkup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting approval to see my allergist. Because that's the way it all works now with insurance. You have to get approval from a real doctor. So now I have to go get approval to see an ophthalmologist. And when I talk to the doctor, she just flashed the light over my eyes. And she's like, oh boy, yeah, I could see those. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That's how bad they are? That's how bad they are. She flashed the light. Like, of course, she had knowledge that they were there. And then when I saw the ophthalmologist... The nurse or the doctor's aide or what do you want to call her, she was like, I can't believe that the original optometrist did not see these. That is wild. Did yeah. you end up getting back in touch with that original optometrist? So, okay. I filed a complaint with my insurance to at least make sure that no one else has to go through this. But malpractice, or at least, or get a little check on their marks that don't refer this guy to other people. Yeah, I mean, he sent you on a wild goose chase, and meanwhile, you're you were just losing your eyesight day by day. Yeah. So they did a investigation, and they sent me a paper saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to look into this." And so 
he called me back and I didn't want to answer the phone, but basically they called me and said, and I have the paper too, that because he replaced my glasses once and he gave me a phone call, the case is closed. (laughs) What? Yeah. I'm just so like, they were just kind of pandering to you? Yeah. And I was like, no, the, the whole entire point is I don't want other people to go through what I went through. And I called them like three, four times, and they never got back to me. And they're like, well, if you once you get the paper back, we would have to reopen another case against this guy and redo it again. <laughs> and then they could just say, oh, he called you and he gave you some yeah, glasses. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to deal with that guy. I don't want him to look at my eyes ever again. <laughs> yeah, I lost trust. So you actually, so you had your cataract surgery. I had one cataract removed. This is day three after my first cataract surgery. And it's like seeing HD for the first time. <laughs> Five really? feet away. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the, that, that process like? To get that surgery done, I'm patient. It's not as you're awake the whole time, right? No, (laughs) I wasn't. The the problem was, I don't know if it was a problem or anything, but I kept on making jokes with the guy that knocks you out, the gas expert. I can't remember. I was like, can't you just knock me out? And (laughs) you guys just open my eyes up like in clockwork orange and you do whatever you guys need to do. And I just wake up later. And I guess uh, what happened was I wasn't passing out, so he kind of turned it up a little bit, and then I wouldn't wake back up. (laughs) And so I woke up right after the surgery was done. Nice. That's perfect. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to see it. Yeah, you don't want to be a part of that. No. (laughs) It's not that your body is the subject of it all. (laughs) Yeah, but it was actually a pretty easy process. I went in there during the morning, and the nurse will give you a line of questions, about 50 of them, and they tell you what you need to do afterwards, and you know they prep you pretty much, and they put all this shit in your eye, and they put an IV in you, and that's about it. And you go in for surgery, and I think the surgery is like 5, 10 minutes. I have yeah. no clue. <laughs> I was asleep for it. <laughs> You got the good stuff, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I had the real good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Was it painful afterwards? No. No? I I just wore a patch for about a day, and then I saw the ophthalmologist the next day, and she told me I could just wear the glasses for protection, and that was it. And do you have to go get the other eye done? Oh, yeah. So it's weird seeing one eye, everything looks great, five feet away, and then I close my other eye, and it's just blurry. What? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's like someone just like blew a bunch of air in a lens is the way I can explain it. It's, it's pretty crazy, to say the least. So what I learned is you should always get a second opinion. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and not just go with somebody because you think they're nice or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Man, that's crazy that you it like that just seems like a general part of the eye exam. I'm not, I'm yeah. not in the eye field or whatever, you know, but that's just due diligence there is to check the eye health. Right. And he didn't do it at all. 
Two times. He had two times to do this. And he just kept giving you new glasses. Yeah. And now I have two glasses or three glasses with a prescription to treat my cataracts. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be completely useless after I get the other cataract taken out and my eyes heal. and 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 you'll be good. I mean, like, you'll just have a normal prescription for, like... Yeah. Regular old but poor eyesight, not like <laughs> yeah, for sure. Detrimental cataracts, <laughs> <laughs> right? When you said you couldn't like see LED screens, I just pictured you like walking into like Costco or something. All the huge tele- LED television screens. Oh yeah. What, what's that experience like? Is it? I can't see them, any of them. It's, it's just it's, it's, it's just big. What? It's like a big blur, like a white cloud. What? That is crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, is the ophthalmologist, they have to use this expensive ass instrument to measure your eye lens, right? And they couldn't use it because my cataracts were too big and it kept on coming up with errors. And they used that's how huge they, they were. I wonder what that, like, when they take that little lens out, what it looks like, you know? I don't. Well, I think they break it up. Oh, really? Yeah. And I have suck no it up clue. Little... I know. I have a friend who's a surgery nurse, and she's like, uh, when she has to be in those surgeries, it's just like the most boring day because it's so routine, you know, for them. Oh, okay. But I would not be able to get past the part that they like cut into your eyeball. Oh God, I know. Right. This seems so risky to me. Yeah, you I see, like I, an eyelash in my eyeball, and I'm about to have a panic attack. I can't imagine seeing somebody's eyeball get right cut open a little bit. See, that's why I didn't want to be awake for it. It'd just be like this crazy horror yeah. movie for me. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to share my experience, and maybe this might be another segment for the show. Yeah, later on, you or- know. Patient horror stories. Patient horror stories. <laughs> you know, it's pretty wild how much like just innate trust that we give to healthcare professionals like doctors and even nurses. And you just kind of trust and you have to trust that like they're doing the best for you, right. you know, and they're doing the due diligence. But I mean, something like this, this happens in every aspect of healthcare. Yeah, which is crazy because they're professionals. Well, I always thought they're professionals. They went through school. They got our certificates and licenses and everything else. They should know their shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good reminder to, at least for me, like, to you can't really get comfortable. You know, like, I always think... Uh, Anytime I'm I'm comfortable in a in a shift or in a in a situation, I'm a little suspicious of it because yeah. you know you might miss something when you're not if you're not actively looking. Geez, right? Well, it's like driving in general. When you drive so much, you kind of just forget about the small things, and then you almost get in a car accident, and you're like, "Well, got to pay attention I just, now." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just ran over a huge traffic cone and my whole front bumper just because I was just, I was just zoning out. It was nothing. Yeah. No other circumstance uh, went into it other than me just zoning out while driving. (laughs) Between you and me on the road, we're a real hazard people. Watch out. (laughs) Well, there's that whole entire thing where like a lot of those people from the fifties were predicting that we would have flying cars by now. 
You know how many car accidents there would be with flying cars because there's so many shitty drivers out there? Yeah. Like gravity is absolutely protecting us from ourselves at that point. Right. It'd be awful. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, I am just the world's most okayest driver. I'll get you there. It might not be a very smooth ride, but I'll get you there. And that's just how I am. I think. Not a good one. I'm not horrible. Right. Well, I learned because I've been driving with my parents so much now. My my dad's like one of the worst drivers ever. I swear. <laughs> He's got like this weird lead foot where he has to hit the brake really hard and it almost gives you a whiplash. <laughs> Let alone I can't see what's going on. So I was like, you turn here and it's like thunk. Every single time. It's like a bad roller coaster ride. Yeah, and once, twice a week, he'll curb the Prius somehow. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually an impressive record there. That's almost harder to do once a week. Yeah, and he's. we had to replace... No, we had to rotate the tires once already because one of them was a little bit low, so he had to get it patched up. (laughs) (laughs) So okay, back to your oh, yeah, your healthcare experience or health Tangents. navigation experience <laughs> yeah. real fast. Like handling, just because I I haven't had to, I've been fortunate not to have to like navigate that like cross between like basically being the in the middle of insurance companies and actual like healthcare providers. Yeah, having to navigate that is it a workable system? Do you think? Uh, yeah. Once you get the right insurance. <laughs> like yeah. I always heard talk to an insurance broker, but you got to make sure you get everything correct because sometimes you'll pay a certain amount and then you'll realize down the line that it only does certain prescriptions because insurance brokers, they kind of know what they're talking about, but they're trying to get the best deal and give you the best deal for them getting some type of spiff in the end, I think. Gotcha. You kind of have to realize that they're not exactly your friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of have to be on. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, my other insurance I had before, it didn't have vision, it didn't have dental, or I had to pay extra for it, like an extra 50 bucks a month, which I guess I should have done in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that would have been a good thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, and it didn't cover name brand medications. And when you have allergies or if you have some type of pre-existing condition, sometimes they don't have generics yet. So yeah. you have to make sure that your insurance will cover everything. Man, that's a, that's a pain. Like that you have to hunt it out like that. Yeah, for sure. Medicare for all, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice. Yeah. Man. Well, what a journey you went on. I can't believe it. So uh, how long did you say until your next cataract surgery? Next week. Next week. Yeah, next Wednesday. So everything goes smooth. I'm glad it all got worked out and you're like going to be able to see again. (laughs) Yeah. Five feet away. (laughs) Just five feet away? What's that about? I don't know. I have no clue. do they say whether it'll just take time for your eyes to heal? Or Yeah, supposedly because I'm younger, it takes a little bit longer for my eyes to heal. Okay. Yeah. It seems backwards, but I'll trust them. Yeah, because I guess your white blood cells 
react quicker. And so, okay. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's really. So, weird. are you holding everything? Like, do you set something down and then go walk five feet away from it to read it? Um, right now, like, I just got a new cell phone and I can't see it right now. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder your texts are like, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I always give really short text messages anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's why. Yeah. But also, I have like text messaging on a computer, which I could kind of see like halfway in LA. So, dude, that's wild. I cannot believe that you have been blind for that long, nearly yeah. blind. Well, I told Sarah the story, and then she was like, oh, you got to come on to Wayne with nurses and tell the story. I was like, well, I got to wait a little bit longer because i in between the case right now, and I don't know if I could say anything just yet, but since the case is closed, uh, I yeah. can just talk as much shit as I want. <laughs> well, hey, man, the power of Yelp. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. You got to utilize oh, it. My goodness, I forgot to tell you, my friend... He had this crazy eye condition where his lens like fell off or ripped off and it went below his eye ball or something like that. And they had to like stitch it back on. And he told me that his ophthalmologist was a complete dick. And then he found out a year or two later, well, no, it's almost two years later, that they left the stitches in his eye. Were they, and they were supposed to take them out? They, they were supposed like, to take them out. <gasps> and they left so, it in there and he had to get it taken out again. What? I guess the eyeball doesn't have any nerves in it, so he didn't feel it. Yeah, it wasn't painful. It, it wasn't painful. Was or it anything. affecting his vision? Probably did a little bit. Yeah. A stitch in there. Jeez. Yeah. Maybe these um ophthalmologists and optometrists are just a little bit ratchet. Yeah, they're just <laughs> Making money, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He said he was awful, and he gave him a bad Yelp review, and then they paid to remove it, and then he just did another one recently. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like where the uh, the power comes back to you. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I'm gonna have to do is just leave a bad Yelp review or whatever. Yeah, let's make a difference. Yeah. Well. Thanks for coming on and, and giving us a little bit of that, you know, that journey and perspective. That's wild. For sure. Had to go through all that just to get an accurate diagnosis. Yeah. Second opinions are always good. Maybe sometimes yeah. third. Yeah, they, they really never hurt. They don't. Yeah. So anyways, guys, if, you, uh, if you've got any wild stories for us or crazy uh, horrendous stories of being a patient yourself send them in uh, through our email or you can look us up on social media. It's www.nurses at gmail.com. Beautiful. And then nurses is at all the social medias. And pretty soon we're going to be on all the other podcast uh, networks uh, such as Stitcher and Amazon and all those other ones. That's something I'm planning to do within the year. Love it. This is why Takeshi is our, our number one hype man. He keeps us going. Exactly. Well, awesome. Yeah, cheers, man. I we didn't even go over what we're drinking. I'm just having coffee with a little splash of Bailey's. Oh, shit. Rain. I'm drinking tea, Earl Grey, hot. Oh, wild man. <laughs> if you guys are Star Trek fans, you should know what that means. 
All right. <laughs> well, cheers, guys. Have cheers. a good one. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Whining with nurses.